Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 14th of January, and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. If you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to our website, marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial if you're not yet a member. All right, well, a bit of a rocky night last night on the Dow. Seems a bit of a delayed reaction to that uh, CPI number we saw from the US, that down, that 7% rise in the CPI, the highest since 1982. For those of you who can remember the era of Thatcher and Reagan and the Cold War very much at its height at the time, well, at least in my living memory, we had the Dow Jones falling 177 points or 0.49 of a percent, 36,114. S&P 500 down 1.42%, 67 points in the middle for diddle. But the outlier and the worst performing index of the three by a long shot, uh, by a long stretch rather, is 2.5% down, 2.5% down for the NASDAQ, down 382 points to 14,807. Now 8% off its all-time highs. And it wasn't the smaller companies that were being whacked last night on the Nasdaq. It was big tech that was being whacked last night. We saw the likes of Apple down nearly 2%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, uh, down 2%. Google down 2%. Microsoft got walloped down 4.2%. Amazon down 2.4%. Netflix 3.3%. And Block Inc., the company formerly known as Square and Afterpay is down 5.9%. So a big fall in block and a big fall in tech stocks across the board. As a result of that, the VIX index up three points or 14.64% up to 20. So certainly some insurance being taken out there on the CBOE through the option prices uh, rising last night. So uh, a little bit of a, uh, a bad Moon rising for our market today, down 38 points on the SPY futures, 73.28 or 0.52 of a percent. In commodities, a bit of a mixed bag last night. We had Brent crude down 1.03 percent, 87 cents to 83.85. WTI down 0.65 of a percent, 54 cents to 81.92. Gold down 0.63 percent, 11 dollars 60, 18.15. for the gold coming back towards that range again of uh, 1750 to 1800 and the iron ore price took a little bit of a tanking uh, down $3.65 to $127.95 US dollars a tonne down 2.77% in base metals we saw copper come off those recent highs down 1.3% nickel though managed to hold on to its gains up 0.2% aluminium down around half percent Zinc up 0.1, lead up half a percent, and ton down 1.55%. As a result of all this, in the mining stocks, we had Freeport McMoran down 1.17, Alcoa down 2.2, Tech was up 5.6%, Anglo down 0.28, Glencore up 1.21, and Vale 
down 1.6 with Albemarle, the lithium producer, down 2.4% last night. Here you can see the S&P 500, no signs of any bounce there, uh, really any sustained bounce anyway. So one-way traffic for most of the day, uh, left to right and heading down left to right. So at the moment we are seeing that S&P 500 under pressure following those CPI numbers and uh, various other things that are affecting the US at the moment. Producer prices and hawkish Fed speak were the main stories overnight. In the year to December, PPI rose 9.7%. That's producer price index. Rose 9.7 versus 9.8 forecast. So slightly better than expected, but nonetheless another negative for the US market. New claims for unemployment benefits in the US increased to an eight-week high in the first week in January. And US Supreme Court has blocked Biden's vaccine or test policy for large businesses. Omicron wave lifts US weekly jobless claims, monthly producer inflation slows, and the Federal Reserve's Lael Brainard nods to a March rate hike as calls for action grow. It certainly is uh, seems to be the Fed way of doing things at the moment is that Jerome Powell is the reluctant raiser of rates, whereas all around him are talking about higher rates sooner rather than later. So maybe he's letting his contemporaries on the board do the talking. Uh, Ford crosses $100 billion in market valuation for the first time. And Delta Air, optimistic as ever, sees a fast recovery from Omicron turbulence. Russia says the Ukraine talks hit dead end. Poland is warning of a risk of war. That is certainly a big black swan event, uh, certainly for Europe, not so much for us or the US, but it will be an important uh, event if that does happen, if Russia does go into the Ukraine. So long Toronto, COVID-19 pandemic hastens Canadians' urban exodus and China's Evergrande secures payment extension as more developers race to avert defaults. And as if you haven't seen this, UK's Prince Andrew loses royal and military links. And election risks sees no sweat for bond investors in Italy and France. And last year was the world's sixth warmest on record, according to US scientists. What's on today? Interesting front page of the Fin Review had Regal's Phil King has warned of passive investing bubbles in certain stocks. How is Phil qualified to do this or say this? His absolute Atlantic Fund returned a massive 57.6% last year, very much concentrated on mining stocks there. And Wilson Asset Management has backed the BHP unification. Don't forget we have those that vote next week. I was asked on, uh, well, there was a question on Facebook, why is BHP so shorted in Australia? The answer is simple. People or hedge funds or professional investors buy BHP UK, which is trading at a discount, and they sell BHP ASX, and therefore they profit by the difference between the two. And when the two come together in the coming months, when that dual-listed structure is collapsed, the two will become one and they will pocket the whatever the discount is at the moment from the UK shares. Meanwhile, BHP fell 0.07% in ADR terms and Rio fell 0.5% in ADR terms. We have gone through those uh, tech stocks. Tesla down 4.2%. 10-year yields in the US, 1.70. Australia, 1.86. Pretty steady at the moment. Germany, though, uh, 0.5%. 
negative. Don't forget that is negative. You are paying them to hold your money. Blackstone, of course, bid yesterday for Crown. More on that today in the newsletter. But Blackstone has 120 casinos across South America, so it does know what it's doing in the casino space. And late last night, well, after the market closed, Qantas has slashed flights as demand has dried up due to Omicron. And Michael Hill, the jeweller, expects significant earnings growth for the first half of financial year 2022 after solid quarterly sales. And we are seeing more major disruptions in shipping services. They're getting worse at some of the world's largest ports, according to one report from ANZ. And Seven Media has discovered the source of the newsletter expletive leak, where we saw two newsreaders on air. Don't forget, microphones are always live. Uh, They forgot that when talking about Novax. And uh, it was turned out it was a captioning service that was responsible for the leak. Renault wants electric vehicles to represent all of its sales in Europe by 2030. And France, unfortunately for them, where they get 70% of their power from nuclear energy, has identified safety issues at a third nuclear reactor. Couldn't have come at a worse time during winter. It is a little chilly in France at the moment. So not good news for the French nuclear industry. It may take some of the, the, uh, the optimism out of the uranium market, at least temporarily. Question of the day today. Lithium has been all the rage in 2022, and we're only on January the 14th. It has been going nuts. Has the lithium story run its course for now at least? Interesting to hear your thoughts on that. There's a lot of people made a lot of money out of lithium in the last year or two. But has it run its course, at least in the short term? Thanks very much for listening. That's it for today. You can head on over to the website, marcustoday.com.au, and sign up for a free 14-day trial. If you're listening on a podcast and you're not yet a member or watching on a video and you're not yet a member, and of course, don't forget, our podcasts have been split into four streams. You have the Marcus Strategy Podcast, the On The Desk Podcast, the On The Couch Podcast, and also the end of day and the breakfast briefing to enjoy. In the meantime, have a great great weekend and thanks very much for listening.